this is episode 57 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I'm going to be talking to you about an influencing strategy that I feel everyone's forgotten. (laughs) This is going to be a real insight to the mindset behind succeeding in influencing skills without having to be really sleazy about it. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a Steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hello, I'm really glad you could make it today to listen into this episode. I am sharing this with you today because this is a topic that came up in one of my coaching sessions this week with a client. And I'll tell you a little bit more about it later, but it came about because she really struggled to influence this one client that she had. And It all had to do with her intention. So listen in for that. Before I get started, I wanted to tell you all about my experience of presenting at the Women Who Code conference. First of all, I had never been to a virtual conference before, so I wasn't really sure how it would run, but it was really cool. They had different, um, well, I guess in the conferencing web app that we were using, they had different tabs for people who were showcasing stuff, people who were doing live talks. There were also pre-recorded talks with live Q&A. There were forums for people to get to know each other. There were networking sessions. So it was organized so well. I don't know whether you've been to this conference before, but if they do run it virtually again next year and you're like, I'm not really sure if a virtual conference will give me that much value, I definitely encourage you to go next year because it's super cool. Uh, But yeah, I mean, as I do with every talk I do, I get a bit nervous because I am not a natural presenter. I've gotten a bit better at it over the past however many years, you know, even throughout my engineering career where I had to do some presentations. So I kind of forced myself to get better at it. Um, But even now I get really nervous before any presentation and oh gosh you might hear my dog walking around on the floorboards here because he's chasing a fly (laughs) but anyway I am okay with feeling a bit nervous because I know that what I have to share is really important it's going to benefit all the people who are listening and tuning in so it's okay you know like sometimes knowing the why and the benefit to other people can help you to overcome any of those confidence issues. Yeah, I didn't, I still felt nervous, but 
I had the courage to do it because it just seemed worth it. You know what I mean? Anyway, I talked about being in the middle of your career and how it is the most difficult part to navigate. You may have heard me talk about this either over on Instagram, LinkedIn, or on this podcast, but uh, yeah, I call it the murky middle. And I spent my presentation describing why women get stuck and stagnant in the middle of their careers. And it's a really common thing. You might be there right now. And also how to overcome that. So some really actionable steps that any woman can take to get themselves out of that career rut. I won't go into it in too much detail today. I believe there will be a recording available. I'm not entirely sure. If it is, I will definitely mention it on this podcast and link you to it. Um, But otherwise, Definitely link up with me on LinkedIn or Instagram because I will share it there if it becomes available. And there's something else I need to tell you about that's really important and very exciting. I will be launching in the next couple of days the Female Leaders in Tech Training and Mastermind Series. Yes, it's a bit of a mouthful, but hopefully the title tells you exactly what it is. This is a group series that's open to 10 women in tech. So these are people who are in leadership positions who want to develop their leadership skills and network with other women who are in their industry and know exactly what they're going through. So all the common challenges that women face and especially if you're in a male-dominated environment as well. This is a really good chance to network with other women and to learn from each other. You have probably learned quite a lot from me already. So the main benefit in these group settings is that you also learn from each other and also that you'll probably find out you're not alone in your challenges This is a safe space for us to discuss what's going on at work and how we can problem solve this stuff together. So if this sounds interesting to you, let me know. At this stage, I haven't launched the spots yet, so it's not open to sign up yet. But the best way to get your foot in the door early is to message me on Instagram. So go and find me on Instagram. My handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore. Let me know that you've listened to this episode and that you're interested in learning more about this series. Now, I want to take this episode to teach you a bit about the mindset behind winning at influencing and it's probably quite different to what you think I'm going to be talking about or maybe the training that you've gotten in the past. So coming from a very masculine workplace, which you probably are as well, you probably feel influencing, okay, you need to learn these skills, you need to learn the right thing to say at the right time, maybe you need to learn how to play the game and play dirty tricks tricks. All this kind of stuff is what we usually learn in influencing training or assertiveness training or whatever it is that you have at work. But what I'm going to be teaching you today is kind of like this forgotten influencing strategy. And I'm going to demonstrate this to you by giving you 
I guess a scenario, well, two scenarios to consider. So I want you to imagine that your boss has tasked you with putting together a presentation for a new client. Now, this is to get the client on board and to buy into your service or product or whatever it is that you are working on in your workplace. Okay, so imagine you're about to do this presentation for this new client and also that your boss will be in attendance. So the first scenario, scenario A that we're going to talk about is you having this fear in your heart. Okay. So in scenario A, you feel that every one of your moves is going to be watched and judged by your boss, who's going to be sitting in that meeting. And you basically prepare all of your presentation in order to look good in front of your boss, because you have this fear that if you don't do well, your boss will think badly of you. Maybe your client will also think you look stupid and maybe you'll even lose your job or lose your chance of promotion. So everything you put into this presentation puts you in a good light. It highlights all your strengths. It makes you look really good. You talk about all your past achievements to prove that you're a really strong player. Um, what else? Maybe to look good in front of your boss, you try and use as much industry related jargon as possible. So you're using either long words or abbreviations that only people in your industry or only the people in the know will understand. This is all in order for you to look good in front of your boss so your boss will see you in a good light. So that's scenario A. In scenario B, your intention is different. Your intention is that you want to do the best for your new client. You really have their best interests at heart. So how do you prepare the presentation when you're in this state? Well, you... First of all, we'll probably spend most of your time talking to your client about their desires, highlighting all the stuff that they want to achieve. You really get your empathetic hat on and understand all their desires, all their fears and how your strengths in this project might help alleviate those fears or solve their problems or help them reach their desires. You'll probably also use language that is friendly to them, like language that they'll understand. So you cut all the jargon because you understand you're trying to do the best for your client. They don't understand all these abbreviations or long industry related words. So you explain everything in words that they get. Which scenario do you think will get you the best outcome? In scenario A, where you've got this heart of fear, this heart of having to prove yourself to your boss to make yourself look good so you don't, say, lose your job or lose your shot at promotion. How do you think your client is feeling at this point? Firstly, they don't understand half the presentation because you've used all these words they don't understand. And you've just spent the last 45 minutes talking about yourself and how good you are. So... 
the outcome is probably not going to be amazing, is it? The outcome is probably going to be that they feel a little bit stupid because they don't understand half the stuff that you're talking about. Then they're going to feel like you don't really understand them. You don't have their best interests at heart because all you've done is spend the hour speaking about yourself and your own strengths. But in scenario B, how do you think the client is feeling in this sense? You have put everything into terms that they understand. So maybe they'll be more open to asking you questions because they feel like they've understood everything you said and they feel comfortable to talk to you about your solution and maybe question some of the stuff that you talked about. They also know that you, they've got, you've got their best interests at heart because you've talked about all their fears and desires. They really felt like you understood everything that they want. And they also feel reassured because they, you have talked about how your strengths is going to help them to achieve their goals. So you can see here that even though you are tasked with the same action, which is to do a presentation for a new client, depending on where your heart is, you can get two very different outcomes. We often feel pressured to act like the person in scenario A because there is this sense of fear. Maybe we're scared of making a mistake. We're scared of looking like a fool. We are scared of what people might think of us. So we spend our time and energy trying to look good and trying to make sure other people think we look good. But the flip side is, it actually does the opposite. It makes you look maybe a bit arrogant, maybe a little bit silly, and it doesn't help you achieve the outcome, which in this case was to make sure the client hired you for whatever you're selling. When your heart's in the right place, you will almost always get the best outcome because you have used empathy. This is a totally forgotten influencing strategy. As I said at the start, we usually think of influencing skills as, you know, being able to say the right sentence at the right time or playing mind tricks. But that's not the case. The heart of it is having the right intention. If your intentions are in the right place, you will always get the best outcome not just for your new client, but also for yourself. You'll be seen in a good light. You will also be able to win the client over. So before you get stuck in this massive rabbit hole of, okay, what are all the influencing tips and tricks that I can use in order to get this client to change their minds? First, just check yourself. Where is your heart? Is your heart in the right place? Is your heart in a place of service or a place of fear? And if you're in a place of fear, use my flip the focus method, which I talk about so much. If you're in a place of fear, it means you're probably not feeling that confident. And 
my quickest way to turn that around is using flip the focus. This is where you stop thinking about all the risks to yourself. So, oh my goodness, I'm going to look so stupid. My boss will demote me. I won't get this pay rise. These are all risks to ourselves that we think about. Flip that over, flip the focus from risks to yourself to service to others. How can I benefit someone else? How can this presentation help the client? How can this presentation help my boss win this job? You can see now that your mind is probably going to be much more open to creative solutions, to being able to present yourself really well. And maybe you'll feel a little bit less nervous as well, because the focus is not on you, but on the other person and how you can help them. If this spoke to you today, and this is the really genuine and authentic way that you want to start developing your career, instead of learning all these dirty tips and tricks that everyone else keeps talking about, you might be suitable for the training and mastermind series that I'll be launching starting July for female leaders in tech. So message me on Instagram at Tiffany Dawson underscore. If this is something you want to learn a bit more about, I haven't released the details just yet, but if you message me, I'll make sure that you'll be the first to know how to sign up. I will only be accepting 10 women into this cohort. And this is suitable for women who are in leadership positions, even if you've just started your leadership position, um, who work in tech. The reason I've made this open to women in tech only for this first round is so that this can be open to women who are all in similar workplaces who will all understand each other because that's really important for the whole mastermind vibe that we're setting up here. As always, I really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you don't listen to podcasts on those apps, I totally get it. The next best thing you can do to help share the love is to take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and share it on Instagram stories tag me, but also let me know what your biggest takeaway was. This helps me to know what you took away firstly, and also helps other women know, okay, is this a podcast that I feel would be helpful to me as well? Thank you so much for listening in. I'll be back again next Wednesday with a fresh new episode. Until then, take care. Bye.